listening to the Coaching Academic Podcast, the podcast for coaches, leaders and academics who are interested in translating research into practice. Each episode, I discuss a brand new piece of cutting-edge research and translate the findings with suggestions of how you can incorporate the research into your practice. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca J. Jones. Now, on with today's show. In today's episode of the Coaching Academic Podcast, I'm going to be talking about a research paper called Too Anxious to Help, Off-Job Effective Rumination as a Linking Mechanism Between Work Anxiety and Helping, which was written by Charles Calderwood, Andrew A. Bennett, Alison S. Gabriel, John P. Tregugogos and Jason J. Darling and was published in the Journal of Occupational and Organisational Psychology in 2018. I'll put a link to the paper in the show notes. So this paper focuses on the topic of work anxiety, which is nervousness and apprehension connected to the accomplishment of job tasks. Specifically, the authors predict that work anxiety, so feelings of work and apprehension about work, will create feelings of tension that will spill over from work to other domains of life. In this paper, the authors investigate whether work anxiety leads to higher levels of effective rumination when not at work. Effective rumination is the repetitive work-related thoughts and continued physiological arousal during leisure time. The authors also predict that effective rumination will lead to impaired recovery during time away from the workplace. And this impaired recovery will leave employees with a more limited pool of mental and energetic resources, which may then inhibit their performance of extra role behaviours, such as helping others, when back at work. So therefore, in this study, the authors predict that high levels of work anxiety will predict higher levels of effective rumination when away from work, which will mean that the employees have reduced mental and energetic resources and that will therefore mean that these employees engage in fewer helping behaviours at work. So to assess these predictions, the authors conducted a three-wave study at a large Canadian university with non-academic staff. An initial survey was sent to employees which contained a measure of work anxiety and a baseline measure of effective rumination. Two weeks later, a follow-up survey was sent that assessed employee rumination. One month after the first survey, a survey was sent to a co-worker nominated by the participant, which requested that the co-worker reported on their perceptions of the focal participants' helping behaviours. A total of 167 participant co-worker pairs responded. 77% of the participants were female, with an average age of 41, and performing a range of job titles. 80% of the co-workers were female and the average age of the co-workers was 41. The co-workers had known the focal participant for an average of two years. In relation to the surveys, to measure workplace anxiety, an eight-item scale was used. A sample item from this scale is, I'm overwhelmed by thoughts of doing poorly at work. For effective rumination, a four-item scale was used and a sample item from this scale is during time after work, I become tense when thinking about work-related issues. Finally, to measure helping behaviours, co-workers completed a six-item scale. A sample item for this scale is 
This coworker helps others when it's clear their workload is high. So the results confirmed the author's predictions that employees with greater work anxiety experienced higher levels of effective rumination, which in turn resulted in reduced coworker helping behaviours. Now these results help to explain how work anxiety is linked to helping behaviour in the role of the impact of higher levels of effective rumination may lead to a reduction in mental and energetic resources, which consequently has a negative impact on helping behaviours at work. The authors highlight that an important implication for practice from their findings is that organisations should seek to reduce work anxiety and encourage effective employee recovery from work, as this will positively impact on employees' performance of extra role behaviours. For example, other research has shown that employees tend to be more effective at using recovery opportunities effectively, such as breaks, weekends and annual leave, when supervisors support employee recovery. And these findings further support the importance of leaders and supervisors leading by example in terms of reinforcing the importance of recovery from work. This can be done by ensuring that an organisational culture is fostered where work is not completed out of normal work hours. For example, emails shouldn't be read or responded to outside of the normal working day. Employees should also be encouraged to leave work on time and of course take proper breaks. And these findings are useful for coaches working with coaches on a number of levels. Firstly, if coaches are feeling burnt out and struggling to engage in helping behaviours at work, it may be because they're experiencing high levels of work anxiety. Coaches could explore this with their coachee and look at how the coachee is ensuring effective recovery from work. If coaches are working with a coachee who's struggling with co-workers or other members of their team who are not engaging in helping behaviours at work, then again it may be useful to explore with the coachee whether these employees appear to be engaging in recovery from work and what can be done to encourage this. Finally, if the coachee is a leader in the workplace, the coach could explore with the coachee what they're doing to create a healthy working culture where effective recovery from work is modelled and reinforced. So that concludes today's episode of the Coaching Academic Podcast. Just to remind you, in today's episode, I was discussing too anxious to help, off-job effective rumination as a linking mechanism between work anxiety and helping which was written by Charles Calderwood, Andrew A. Bennett, Alison S. Gabriel, John P. Dragokos and Jason J. Darling and was published in the Journal of Occupational and Organisational Psychology in 2018. As always, I'll put a link to the paper in the show notes. I'm Rebecca Jones. Thanks for listening. I'll see you again soon. for listening to the coaching academic podcast if you're interested in reading my research sponsoring the show or in hiring me as a researcher coach or speaker check out my website www.rebeccajjones.co.uk if you like the show don't forget to leave a review in itunes and subscribe so you never miss an episode if you have a question you'd like me to answer in a future show then please get in touch via my website Finally, you can connect with me on Twitter at coach underscore research. Thanks for listening.